0: Welcome to Transform with Yayati. My name is Yayati Desai and I'm going to be your host for this show. I'm a coach and a speaker. I love coaching and helping people. My mission in life is to transform lives. Each week, I bring an inspiring person or message to transform your life and help you live the life of your dreams. Hi, Whitney. Welcome to Transform with Yayati.
1: Hi, yay. (laughs) I'm still going to call you yay.
0: (laughs) Our connection goes a long way back because we connected uh, in 2015 when you attended the Awesomeness Fest and that's where I saw your uh, photo and you were tagged over there and I found out more about you and I reached out to you and then I joined the Creative Lific program. It was so amazing. I think we've come uh, on a beautiful journey so far. And I'd like to really thank you and acknowledge you right now. So it will be on the record that uh, uh, you've helped me a lot. And in fact, you were my first coach in the personal development industry. And that too, a creatively fit coach. So I'm truly grateful for that.
1: Well, I am honored and you know I told you when we first started working together that I had a feeling that I would be infinitely more blessed than you to have you in this tribe. So I am I am honored and have so many amazing memories of going on that journey together. So thank you for finding me.
0: You're welcome. So let's start with something that you love and because of which we connected, which is creatively fit coaching. Introduce yourself that how did you start on this journey of being a creatively fit coach and how did it all happen?
1: Well, so really, you know, our journeys are parallel in that for me, the creative practice and the painting modality have always been about developing self-awareness. Um, It's about developing self-awareness and discovering more of who we are and what is available to us to create, you know, expanding the palette of what we think we have available. And it started, for me, three years after college, I was selling books door-to-door pretty successfully, but clearly did not want to be selling books door-to-door for any longer than you know, needed. I was very convicted that I was supposed to sell books until I came up with the idea. Right. It was this very strong intuitive knowing. And so I was reading the book Zen in the Art of Making a Living. And in it, Lawrence G. Bolt said that unless you adopt an artist mentality, you will not be able to create the life of your dreams. And I knew I was supposed to do something different. Like I knew I knew I wanted something above the standard or the routine or what would be easy to slip into career wise. And so um, I was pretty clear three years out of college selling books door to door, right? That life was a lot more like a blank canvas than a multiple choice test. And I had been a wannabe artist my whole life. Like I had totally bought the art teacher's statement when I was nine, that drawing wasn't my thing. And so I was actively vocally jealous of, anyone I ever saw who could paint or draw. And, and I coach people on that now, right? Like if there's something that you've really always wanted to do, or if you would describe yourself as a wannabe this, that like you're meant to do it. It's in your field because you're meant to be attracted to that experience. So So it it all just clicked. Like it was literally getting the divine call to open an art center where people could go to develop the artist mentality so they could go out into the art that is their life and create the change they wanted. So I bought a crack house in Nashville Mm -hmm. (laughs) and (laughs) renovated it until my fingers were swollen and opened the doors with zero art background. Like I still had not painted on a canvas when I opened the doors and I learned, along with my students, other people teaching the classes, right? I didn't even think I was going to have classes. Like, I really don't even know what I thought was going to happen because everyone who walked through the door the first 30 minutes asked when my classes started, and I just replied, well, I'll have the schedule in two weeks at the grand opening. (laughs) And people just walked in the door, you know, there was, this was before Facebook or emails or anything, and people would walk in, do you need a watercolor teacher? Do you need a painting teacher? I'd be like, yes, I do. (laughs) So I learned along with my students and it just blew us all away. It was different from like the schmancy garden, you know, art center Mm. in Nashville that had all the history and the, you know, the formal art classes and stuff. It was just even the intention I had to empower people without me even teaching. It just happened, you know, and and the power of the practice and, and me realizing and seeing the connection, most specifically with the canvas, because I literally offered pottery classes, paper mache, bookmaking, paper making, beads, you know, like everything. And people would still be scared of painting, but people who painted weren't scared of anything. So eight years later, when I relocated and rebranded and partnered with a woman and everything else, I. I just focused on the painting. And then when my first book was published and I walked away from the bricks and mortar, you know, it just became all about painting and the, you know, simple exercises in my first book that were the creativity workouts to help people work out their right hemisphere. So, and along the way, I think with any creative journey, there eventually, at least it knocks on the door, is a spiritual journey. And that pretty much um, became super present in 2004. And so the the conversation that I have has changed. It's the same practice. It's the same modality. It's all about going to the canvas, allowing the canvas to be the portal or the connection to your inner self, your inner awareness, um, to get used to focusing on what you want Right? It's like a global epidemic right now. Everybody focuses on what they don't want and what's wrong and what's painful. And it's like, what if you just focused on beauty and love and these high vibration things and expected the best? The world would be, it'd be heaven on earth. So, um, so the conversation has changed, but the, the essence is to help people you know, create the life that they intended to live from the very beginning. And and I believe we are first and foremost, infinite beings who chose to come down here and express ourselves as these individuals on planet earth. We, we got lucky to be here right now. And the whole, the name of the game, as far as I'm concerned, is how can we take back our creative ability so we can create the change in this world that we desperately desire and need, dare I say need. <laughs>
0: everybody wants to create a life uh, which is full of joy and happiness and love and all the good things, higher vibrations. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: yet uh, we get stuck and we feel that things are not in our control. So for someone who's feeling like that, what's the first step or what's one action which you would recommend that they start with so that they can start living the creative life?
1: Well, you know, one of the biggest things I've learned over the last six, seven years, um, when I left my marriage, I left, you know, 700 acre ranch, a brand new home, you know, plenty of money in the bank. And, um, and over the next couple of years, I really wrestled with, you know, feelings of security and worrying about the material things, not, I didn't need anything fancy, but it was you know, I was concerned. And and what I ended up learning, of course, is that life is an inside out job. Hmm. You know, all the happiness and the joy and the fulfillment all comes from within. And that's available no matter what your bank account is, no matter what your external conditions are. And we've had beautiful, amazing examples of that throughout history. You know, people who lost everything and were able to maintain Uh, control over their inner world, their thoughts, what what they focused on, what they imagined. And and so I think that's the first thing to understand is there's nothing in the external world that will bring you the lasting joy, peace, happiness that we all desire. It's got to come from within. And, And we're free in any moment to generate the feeling, the energy that we want to experience. And so that's the first step. And so then the question just becomes what are all the ways I can go within and get to know this kind of inner source that can generate and therefore radiate and create the life that I want? And for me, the painting is super laser beam effective because it aligns us with that creative frequency and it makes visible how we create our reality, how we have infinite possibilities available to us and um, our ability to create more and more of what we want. Hmm. So that's the first step.
0: <laughs> so the blank canvas is a metaphor for the possibilities that lie ahead of us in, in, at any moment of time, at any point of time.
1: Absolutely, and and with that awareness, would you ever go to the blank canvas with the intention of painting something grotesque and disturbing and gross? Like (laughs) You would never do that. You would never, ever, ever do that, but we do it with our minds all the time, you know, the internal paintbrush that is our imagination. We're constantly imagining the worst case scenarios, and so I'm Love helping people take that back, take back that the the artistry that is our inner landscape, our inner world.
0: Hmm. I think while I was in the program with you, uh, I came across, I hit a wall, and which was the face mask exercise. And I remember you telling me something, and which was really profound. And I just recall that, so I'm going to say that to you and I want you to uh, talk about it. So you mentioned what's in the way is the way.
1: Yes. Okay, so let me fill in this story because I tell this story over and over to people. You have served as a fabulous example. And so the, the exercise was to use magazine, use pieces of magazine to create a face. And, you know, Ye is like emailing me and messaging me and he's just like, Whitney, I, I don't want to do this exercise. <laughs> and for weeks, I mean, it was it was at least three or four weeks that you resisted this. And, and, and Ye had told me that his goal in life was to become enlightened. And I said, listen, Yay. If you want to become enlightened, you signed up for resistance, 101, 102, 201, 202. <laughs> like You signed up to get a PhD in mastering resistance. And I'm pretty sure the face collage is the least of it that you are going to face. And I'm so excited for your face collage because I know there's something really big on the other side because the ego resists change. And so I knew that when you did that face collage, you would have a big aha. And so that's when I said, what's in the way is the way, which is certainly not my quote. Um, But, you know, we have this pattern as humans that we've been taught at least in the modern age to avoid the things that don't immediately attract us. Right? or that don't seem pleasurable, or I don't think I'll like that. And so we avoid it, or the problems, or the, the person, or the job, or whatever it is that drives us crazy. And we want to get away from it. And the truth is, is that the only way to neutralize that energy and to take back your personal sovereignty in that experience is to turn and face and really love that experience to transform the fear or the hate or the repulsion or the judgment or the criticism into unconditional love. So that was a fabulous exercise and I loved how you illustrated that so beautifully. And I don't remember exactly the aha you had, but I remember, (laughs) I remember you letting me know, you know, that in fact you had learned, Some deep truth from the face collage.
0: Right. So, what's in the way is the way. For any one of you who's listening to this, if you're resisting doing something, just do it. And I think it will change a lot of things for you. And you'll realize that it it was not as big a task as you were making it up in your mind. Because that's what we realize when you start doing things so where can one start creatively if someone is feeling stuck in life and they feel that there are no way there's there's no way out for me that i'm going to be in this crappy state of being a crappy state of mind and emotions forever what's one tiny tiny step which or thing which they can do on the creative side uh which will help them transcend that feeling?
1: Well, there's so many little things you can do. Um, The first thing that comes to mind is to um, choose to notice color. You know, notice colors outside in nature, the color of the sky, the color of the trees, to tune into your visual senses. You know, the brain, I, I can't remember the exact statistic, but it's like, You know, 80% of the data we're receiving in each and every moment is received through our sense of sight. And so, just taking a moment, like we talk about, you know, taking deep breaths, it's like breathe in through your eyes, like allow your eye to land on a color and just receive the color, you know, acknowledge it. And that brings you present. The more senses you engage, the more present you become. And the present uh, awareness is synonymous with the creative side. You know, the logical side is past, future. Um, And then, of course, one of our favorite exercises, right, is the soul scribble, (laughs) where you can take, you know, the back of a piece of computer paper and a ballpoint pen and put the pen on the paper and close your eyes and scribble for like three seconds and then open your eyes and allow whatever that scribble makes you think of to come to your awareness. And then just sit there and doodle, make it look more like, you know, the bunny rabbit or the dump truck or you know, the ocean, the, the dolphin, whatever it is that you see in the scribble, just sit there and draw it. And a sign that you're on the right track, of course, is your logical linear left hemisphere ego awareness will start reminding you of all the really important things you need to be doing and that this scribbling is a waste of time. That's a sign that you're on the right track (laughs) because uh, that ego logical mind wants to hold on to your awareness and change is on the other side of connecting to this creative side because the creative side is the divine aspect of you or it connects you to your higher self or the awareness that you are first and foremost an infinite being, secondly expressing yourself. It's like this physical body is just the paintbrush and you're being held by the infinite nature of who you are and you have this argument. It's like the paintbrush arguing with the artist. I can't do that. I'm not good enough to do that. And the artist is like, just let me guide you. And so, all of these practices I mean, there's the colors, there's the soul scribble, there's paying attention. You know, around uh, 2011, my work shifted because I was given this tremendous insight around the symbolic language that we're being offered all the time. That if you're seeing owls everywhere, if you're seeing lotus flowers everywhere, if you're seeing the color pink everywhere, there's a reason. Not everybody is seeing those things everywhere. You are being attracted to, these symbols are resonating with you so that it captures your awareness and you have the opportunity to either ask yourself or Google, you know, what is the symbolism of this? And you will get such insight And it will trigger, stimulate, like activate a knowing within you because the symbol is just pure energy, pure potential knowing. There's not a word attached to it, right? There's, it's a multidimensional form of communication. Um, And so you can, you can pay attention over the next 24, 48 hours and just see what you see or what you notice repeating itself visually. just more than once. Um, you can look around your home and notice, you know, if there's a, a similarity in the patterns that you have in your, you know, living room couch and pillows and things like that, or if certainly if you have a collection of anything. Or maybe your mother, your grandmother had a collection of something, right? And a little figurines. Oh, the, she collected rabbits. Well, look up rabbit symbolism and connect that to your grandmother. Like there's so much guidance and wisdom and um, support being offered to us through this language of symbols. And if you think about it, you know, if the divine was going to leave us breadcrumbs back to the essence of who we really are, it would leave symbols because they need no translation. Right? So those are a couple, couple fun ways to start.
0: And in your experience, who are we really, in essence?
1: Who are we really? Yes. We're pure potential. We're, we are the union of light and matter. We are the on-the-ground expression of all that is. And we're here because the, the all that is, the divine wants to experience itself in a body on earth. Because this earth is beautiful and life has so much pleasure and joy and fulfillment and beauty to offer. And, um, and it's different in a physical body. And we come here to experience the breadth of it. You know, um, another thing that I've learned from the canvas is that we learn through contrast. You know, we come here to experience like deep sadness so that we can experience and value that supreme blissful happiness. You know, we come here to feel stuck and trapped so that we can liberate ourselves and feel that sense of freedom. And when you really absorb that, when you can dance with that idea, like I get to be here to experience this physical reality, to see it and touch it and taste it and feel it. Because it's different than when I'm in my light body, you know, it's just different. It's not better or worse or anything. It's different. And so when you connect to that, and then you connect to the fact that you're the only one who can create your reality in, in truth, right? And so, so everything is about connecting back to this creator self. None of us are a victim. You know, we chose our life experiences or the lessons or the circumstances to give us the best opportunity possible to experience and create what we want. And, and we hear it all the time. And, you know, the spiritual teachings, the near-death experiences, you know, you're here to be completely you, authentically, 100% you. Why would you want to be like anybody else? because the divine wouldn't make like oh i want to experience myself the same twice like it just doesn't even make sense right we're all completely unique and we're meant to express ourselves uniquely and and so we come down and we get trained you know we get taught how to be so that we can then remember how to liberate ourselves and undomesticate ourselves and express ourselves as pure love coming through individual, the infinite being that has individualized itself as Yayati or Whitney.
0: There are times when we experience the emotions like love and joy and happiness, and maybe the next moment or the next day, there are times when we completely feel this emptiness within. So Mm -hmm. based on your experience of teaching, uh, being creatively fit, or uh, dealing with the colors. What what is it that you do or what is it that you suggest which will help us heal or rather feel whole again? Because I have moments where uh, maybe at 12 o'clock, I'm feeling absolutely fantastic. And at 2, I'm totally down. And I don't know what to do in, in that moment so i'm sure many people uh, would feel the same and so what is it that we can do or not do uh, to fill that hollowness within
1: i love that question and i'll take it back to the canvas right because this is this is what we do so if you've painted as soon as you've painted two canvases you become familiar with the cycle that is you start, you know, and you're just painting with colors and it's super fun. And then you think, oh, I'm going to paint, you know, a piece of flowers or an owl or whatever. And then at some point in the painting, it's like, oh, my God, this is bad. Like, <laughs> you know, this is ugly. I, I suck. Like, what? You know, this is not fun. I don't, I don't like it. It's not good. It's never going to work. Right? So that's right there. You've gone from like, oh, okay, I'm going to paint and you have these high expectations and the colors, you know, come off and you're not putting any pressure on yourself because you're just on that first layer, uh, which is the way I teach painting. And, and then you get to a point where you're trying to make it a certain way and it doesn't inevitably just appear that way. And so you can get discouraged. And the more you paint, the more you experience that process, you then realize that that moment where you think you suck and you don't like it is where you pivot. Like somewhere in that, pro- in that point, that edge is a pivot and you, you change the thing or you add the color or you do something differently. And you always, as long as you keep going, which is another, you know, another lesson, right? Don't stop when you're feeling like you suck keep painting keep taking action and inevitably you get to the point where you're happy with it and so then you can observe the transitory nature of these emotions you understand that in any creative process whether it's a meeting or a date or a day or you know a season that there are going to be times of that happiness and bliss, and then there are going to be times of discouragement or sadness, and, and you just keep going. You just keep focusing on what you want. Keep taking action that's in alignment with where you want to end up. You know, if you want to end up on the mountaintop, don't turn and walk down into the valley. Keep walking towards the mountaintop, you know, one step at a time, and you'll end up, you'll end up there. And so you, you learn that, you cultivate that awareness, you know, the fact that emotions are meant to be in motion, that however you're feeling now is not permanent. And, you know, we learn not to attach, like, I, I'm sad, I'm frustrated. Well, I am not frustrated. I am the infinite being currently experiencing the feeling of frustration. And so you develop this objectivity, which is, again, what the canvas provides. You know, right in the beginning, we talk about you are the artist of your life. And you are both the art and the artist. And we're cultivating the awareness where you can take a step back in any moment and observe the art that is your life, observe the current reality that you're in, and then choose, just like the artist chooses, red or blue or green or yellow, lighter or darker. What do I want? And then you create that. So that exact pattern is what we can do in our life over and over and over again. And again, the contrast is necessary, right? It's how we learn, you know, learning what we're not, learning what we don't like. Learning, oh well, now I know I don't want that color, <laughs> so we paint over it, right? You wouldn't know that you don't want that color until you put it down.
0: Another one of the most profound exercises that we did together in the program was uh, the layer painting exercise. You know, Painting uh, multiple layers, one over the other. So if you created something and if you don't like it, you can always paint over it. And that was so simple and yet so fascinating that if I don't like a painting, I can always create a new layer and just start over again and applying the same metaphor for life if you're not liking something which is happening right now in this layer of your life you simply start over you don't crib or you don't uh, complain about the layer which you are on you can just start afresh so tell me something more about that and how did you create that exercise
1: right so so i'm smiling because You know, I'm always saying it's all about the layers. (laughs) Everything is about the layers. Um, When I first, so literally, I was in the process of renovating the house that I was going to open the art center in. I still hadn't painted, and and so someone that, that I had met at some you know mixer who was in the art world in Nashville, Tennessee, where I was, suggested kind of, you know, with a little bit of a snide energy that maybe I should paint if I was going to open an art center, right? And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I went to the art store and I bought, it's funny, the left brain, like I bought an easel because, you know, that's in your mind. Painters have easels. And then I was still scared to buy the paint and the canvas. So I bought a big pad of paper and oil pastels. And I took those home and I borrowed an impressionist art book because I still didn't think I could draw, right, because that was the, what the our teacher told me when I was nine. Um, I figured impressionists don't really draw, right, it's color. So I picked this field of poppies, and I started to copy the poppies. And, you know, about five minutes in, I was, like, getting super tense trying to copy these poppies. And and I realized, I'm like, these are just, like, long smudges of green and shorter smudges of red. And And then I just kind of Let loose, right? Like I stopped trying to copy them. And um, with oil pastels, still, you can layer, you know, you can layer different shades in there. And so, in that first, whatever it was, oil pastel drawing that I did that I was treating like a painting, I realized that if I layered the colors and if I just kept going, that I would always get to something I wanted. And So as I kind of just developed uh, a very simple approach to painting because it was about a couple years into owning my art center that I started teaching because I found I was better at teaching beginners, which of course I attracted people like me, right? I attracted wannabe artists and people who'd always wanted to but never thought they could. And I was better at teaching those people than like the well-trained artists who came to teach a lot of the classes. Because I told them, I said, this is more like coaching. And this was way before coaching was on the radar. I go, people, and I was an athlete growing up, right? I'm like, people need like small victories. And they're scared. I had no concept of the psychology. I mean, here I'd been scared my whole life, but I didn't realize everyone else was so scared too, right? And so, so the layering came about as a way to, Guide people from this total white knuckle fear into complete freedom at the canvas. And with acrylic paint, since it dries pretty quickly, you can paint and then look at what's there and decide if you like it or not. And if you don't, you paint over it. If you like it, you know, I say you make it better, you add different shades of color. And so I realized, of course, everything that is truth at the canvas is truth in life and that was an early aha and so life is a series of layers like we are the result of layers of experience and input data and at any point we can pivot we can change we can make a different choice and just because we've made some choices in the past doesn't mean we have to keep making those choices in the future And that truth has translated with people in so many different ways, right? Like it's given them freedom to choose like, okay, well, I'm going to try this. And if it doesn't work, I'll try something else. Where before they had been paralyzed and not able to choose at all because they were trying to make the right choice, right? So people get paralyzed because they're, again, the way we were raised, like there's one right answer right? We got graded based on if we came up with the answer that matched the teacher's answer. So we're still trying to do that, you know, get the A grade instead of understanding that it's life is so much more like art. It's layers and layers. And, you know, you follow your your inspiration in the moment. And if that doesn't work exactly, you paint something else, you do something different. And the painting, your life will still be richer and have more depth because of the quote-unquote wrong turn you made. You know, there's no such thing. It was information. You needed to paint that hideous orange to understand that you really wanted green. You know, you needed to quit one job and start another, move, you know, whatever choice you made because that led you to understand more deeply you know, what it is you really wanted. So, um, so the layering has been so freeing for so many people. and, And that's really that energy of liberation. I mean, I remember I had a woman in a class, I think it was, I was teaching a Buddha painting class. And it was a two day workshop. And she spent the whole first day, you know, painting Buddha. And then she came back the next morning, and I'm checking in with everybody. And you know how are you? What's what's going on? And she's like, I'm good. She's like, you know, this is fine. She's like, what I really want to paint is this lotus flower. And I'm like, well, paint the lotus flower. She's like, oh, I spent all day painting the Buddha. I'm like, well, so you want to spend all day painting a Buddha again when you really want to do something else? Like you want to you want to duplicate spending all day doing something you don't want to do? And she like. You know, when you put it that way, it seems so clear. And so, you know, she took her brush and she kind of hesitantly started painting the lotus flower and she just lit up. And so I know everyone listening understands that it had nothing to do with the canvas. What lit her up was I have the ability to change what I'm doing based on what I want. I'm not stuck. I don't have to keep doing something because it's what I intended or it's what the plan was or, you know, dot, dot, dot. What the logical mind sees as and perceives as security and safety in order and plans um, doesn't always, isn't always your highest path. So that's what I just ugh, I love about what I get to do is, through this really simple accessible fun practice people are able to witness themselves they're able to discover from within themselves these deep profound delicious truths that help them to experience life more on their you know their way their condition what's important to them and instead of giving away their power to other things
0: okay. I'm going to pick up a blank, blank canvas because I've not done painting since some while. And I'm going to start the layers again. And I request, uh, or not request, but I would encourage uh, the one who's listening to this to also start this. If you don't get anything out of this podcast, but even only if you just do this layers exercise. So you take a blank canvas, you paint something, you watch it and you create another layer and you create something else. And how many days do we have to do it? consecutively for how many days
1: well there's that 21 days to form a habit of course um i do have well and this is different the 21 day painting meditation challenge that's on my website um is a completely transformational experience um but really like yay is saying you just get a blank canvas, any size, like watch your logical brain, be like, what size should I get? Doesn't matter. Whatever size feels good. You know, buy some acrylic paints, any colors you want, or just get the starter set, you know, um, and then squeeze some paint out onto a a plate or, you know, a meat tray or something and just put the brush in the paint and then the brush with the paint on the canvas and move it around. And I've seen people within 10 seconds of doing that, like years and years decades of stories around, I'm not creative, I can't paint or draw, just fall away, just completely fall away. And instead it's like, ooh, look at that color. And then mix the colors together and and see what colors, you know, when they make the mud or they get brighter, you add white. If you don't like a color, it's just because you've got, As Ye knows, opposite colors mixed together. So clean your brush, you know, get out some new paint, let the first layer that you've painted dry, and then keep painting. Like, just observe yourself. Observe how your inner critic comes up, the perfectionism. Observe where you start judging yourself. The old stories come up. Oh, I never finish things. I'm not good at details. I can't, you know, blah, 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 so-and-so had it. Like, it all comes up. Whatever gets you stuck from creating more of what you want in the art that is your life will come up at the canvas, and you get to observe it at the canvas, and then you get to choose. Is that what you want? Do you want to stop there? And at the canvas, it's just really easy because for you know, 99.9% of the people I work with, they have not painted. They're not planning on becoming a, an artist and selling their work. This is something completely outside of their normal. And so they can cultivate a level of objectivity. And it's like, right, okay, just keep painting. And if you don't know what to do next, just keep painting. I don't know what I want to paint. Then just keep layering. Just, and at some point you'll see, you'll get the inspiration. And that's when you know. like don't force it right and how many times do we hear that teaching like if you don't know if you're not clear then don't force anything like don't force just receive you know follow the guidance you can practice all of that at the canvas Hmm.
0: so the canvas becomes a preparation sort of preparation ground where we become aware of the inner critic we become aware of uh, what could stop us so that when it actually ha- comes up in our life, it's easier to navigate around or pivot from that point?
1: Well, exactly. So um, the fear of making a mistake, the fear of failure, you know, the fear of not being good enough, any of those things will come up at the canvas. Not being brave enough or wild enough or expressive enough. Like You can practice being you know, wild. You can practice making mistakes. At the canvas. You know, you can practice not being a perfectionist. You can practice being your own best cheerleader. Look at me making mud. Look at me making like a painting that looks like nothing. I'm really good at painting nothing, I'm really good at just scribbling colors. Like, you can practice being the way you want to be in your life, making decisions the way you want to make decisions at the canvas and what's physiologically going on is you're creating new neural pathways because what you bump up to at the canvas are old stories deep grooves in your psyche your pattern of thinking and it comes up at the canvas and you get to choose it's like you create a fork in the road at the canvas like okay do i want to keep beating myself up and telling myself that i can't make a mistake or i'm not good enough or do I want to just keep painting and see if this really works, right? And so you keep going and inevitably you get to the place, you know, you get to the mountaintop, you get to, wow, I painted that. And someone comes in and says, who painted that? That's really cool. Where'd you get that? It's like, I painted that. What? Right. So you've just created a new neural pathway. So then in your life, when you bump up to the same thing, I'm not good enough. I'm afraid I'll make a mistake. You know, now you've got, You're aware of this choice. Oh, I could just keep going. I could focus on what I want. And that is what's so life-changing. So there's this physiological aspect, you know, how our brains work. We're, We're literally blazing new trails in the right hemisphere of your brain where the modern world has, you've got like super highways on your left brain and you've got these little tooling dirt roads in your right brain. So we're we're cultivating sending more energy to that right hemisphere um, and then on an energetic frequency we're aligning with that creative frequency you know they found that you can't be creative and depressed at the same time that the opposite of helplessness is creativity right so you're you're aligning with that energy and then on the next level you enter into a communication, uh, a channel of communication with your higher self, your infinite self, who came here to create the life that you want. You came here to create a life that has you at such high vibration that you transform the space around you. That's what we're here to do. That's that's the heaven on earth journey Hmm. is doing that and um and you will receive that guidance and and wisdom and communication at the canvas so levels layers (laughs) layers to the experience of the canvas as well
0: Hmm. amazing so what inspires you to do what you do
1: Hmm. well um what inspires me is this energy that flows through like I can be you know tired or hurt and (laughs) I start getting in a conversation you know I I enter into the field that is this painting practice and it just takes me over like it gets me so stinking happy and um and then you know, over the years, I mean, it's been 23 years now that I've been doing this and and the stories I hear daily, still daily from people, you know, the coaches that I train or people in my online programs of how this work has helped them. I just talked to a woman two days ago who had, I don't remember the, the medical term, but she had a vision issue. She was going to the doctor. She had some severe issue with her eyes and, she was doing, I think, the painting meditation challenge. And by the end, her eyes were fine. And she, <laughs> she set up a time to talk with me to be like, this painting practice healed my vision. I mean, you know, I mean, I've had people heal from strokes. I remember there was a woman in Australia who bought my book, The Artist Within, my first book. And her husband had had a stroke and he couldn't write at all. You know, he would get super frustrated. And they started doing the creativity exercises and the artists within. And she showed me before and after of his writing. So he just started scribbling and doodling and making marks. And within weeks he could write again. Hmm. I mean, what a gift to be able to be the channel for those experiences for people.
0: Absolutely. Wonderful. (laughs) And uh, what are you curious about right now? And what are you learning
1: Mm. That's good. Um, well, I told you the book, which you can pronounce his name much better than I'm reading right now. I am that.
0: they said that Maharaj.
1: Yeah. Um, one of the things I read today where he said, anything real cannot depend on anything else. I don't think I'm quoting that exactly. But so like, you know, if your love is dependent on on someone acting a certain way, then your love isn't real, right? if your happiness depends on the sun shining or a certain amount of money in your bank account, then that's not real. So that's that kind of ultimate objectivity where, cause I'm a, a joy freak. Like I'm a, you know, I love having fun. And so I think for me right now, the journey is, how to objectively receive, you know, all that life has to offer without attaching to uh, like uh, specifics around that. Or if I have this, then I'll be that. Hmm. Right. Like I I am sinking more and more into what I wrote about in my third book, rise above, which is I'm free in any moment to, create the energy I desire and it comes from the inside out. So doing that, mastering that, uh, I think is, is definitely the next level. Cause I used to have, you know, career goals and things that I felt like I wouldn't be living up to my potential if I didn't achieve those. Mm. And now there's this feeling of like, like, oh, I'll achieve those, but it'll it it it'll come from the no-thingness. <laughs> like, it'll become, it'll come from the the not desiring it anymore, you know, to just being um, as pure creative energy as possible, and then the universe will attract to me whatever, however I can serve the highest and greatest good, and then I just get curious. I'm like, that'll be fun, or I'm totally happy growing my garden and, you know, teaching online and inspiring people. And that's fabulous too. So it's, that's what I'm excited about. It's, it's that tapping into that just deep reservoir of, of energy and potential in every moment.
0: Beautiful. So Whitney, is there anything that I should have asked, but have not asked yet?
1: (laughs) Oh, see that would um, require me to uh, rank things no i you know i I want to encourage people to understand that fear resistance is your friend <laughs> like it's there to guide you to your next level of your most authentic expression in this lifetime. and since you're here listening to this, you are clearly being guided to dive deeper into your creative potential. And if that creates any feeling, any relative of fear, you, you know, oh I don't have time, you making excuses or procrastinating or whatever lean into it, like understand that that fear, that resistance is because you're meant to become present and overcome that fear, that that fear is not a blockade. That fear is like the sign saying, yes, there's change on the other side here. And we can interpret fear from the ego, the left brain as something bad and undesired. The right hemisphere knows that you know, from a place of everything is energy, that fear and excitement are the same energy. Mm. So your, your infinite self is excited for you to take back more of your creative power. And if you're feeling fear, that's just a sign that you're on the right track. So do something. Reach out to Yay, reach out to me. Like there's so many resources. Just spill paint. You can finger paint. You can you know, squeeze the paint right onto the canvas and scrape an old credit card across it. Like just play. And the sense of liberation that you will feel and the fearlessness that you will connect to that will guaranteed help you overcome fear in some other part of your life will be life-changing.
0: Beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing everything that you've shared so far i'm sure the one who's listening will definitely benefit out of it provided they take the canvas <laughs> buy the paint brushes and actually practice this because uh if you'll do it trust me it will really alter something it could be a major change it could be a minor change but change will definitely happen so uh Whitney, please feel free to share about your website, about your social media handles, where people can find more about you.
1: Absolutely. So, WhitneyFreya.com is the website and pretty much at Whitney Freya anywhere. On Facebook, it's at Whitney Freya Canvas. And, um, and I have, you know, YouTube channel, Whitney Freya LLC, um and So free and online programs that meet you exactly where you are. You know, if I can link arms and support you in taking back your creative freedom and your creative superpower, I would be honored. Thanks, yay.
0: Well, I would highly recommend anyone who is uh, even drawn a little bit towards exploring the creativity within them. Uh, please reach out to Whitney and I've been a part of her program and I've benefited and I've explored a lot about myself and I I think I still am exploring and as I'll once again uh, take the canvas and do the layers exercise I'll learn more and more so I highly recommend her program and her coaching.
1: Thank you, Yay. Thank you for having me on your most amazing podcast. And I'm so thrilled for everything that you are creating and the art that is your life. And I look forward to creating much more together.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. If you know someone inspiring and successful, please pass them on to me. I'd love to interview them and share their story. If you want to get coached to create the life of your dreams, connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Yayati Desai. That is Y-A-Y-A-T-I-D-E-S-A-I. You can also connect with me on my website at YayatiDesai.com. Thanks once again for listening. Until next time, do something awesome.